always read it that way. There's times that I do, but there's other times where it's like, I'm going to read the Bible and, you know, move on with my day. I mean, I, I love the Word of God. I love getting in it. But you know what? There, there's For us to get deeper, we got to dig in there, right? We got to sit and, again, when you pray and fast and say, Lord, what is it that you're showing me that you're speaking to me? What is, I want to go deeper. I might have read this story 20 times, but Lord, show me something different today. I need, Jesus, I need you. I need a different word. I need a deeper word. I need a greater word from where I'm at today. You ever been in that place? Or do you want to get that place? Lord, I'm willing to go deeper. He told Peter, go out and cast your net in the, in, in the deeper water. We need to get deeper. I want to encourage you to pray and fast. I want to encourage you to get in the word. Speaking of, if, you know, it's not about a mouth, but if you've never read through the Bible, make this, it's only four days in. I encourage you, to, to read, get a plan. There's so many plans out there that we have one that you could follow along. You version, there's all kind of Bible reading plans. If you've never read the Bible cover to cover, I want to challenge you. Make that a go of yours this year. That's a way to go deeper. If you've never read something before, telling you God's going to speak to you. And I understand you're like, man, Deuteronomy, Leviticus, those things get hard. It does, but you get these nuggets every once in a while, you know. You, I remember one time when I was a youth pastor. Actually, I might have even been a youth pastor. I was one of the youth leaders, and uh, I, I had a life group in my house, and there was a young guy, he's a, a teenager, and he's actually still in the church, married with kids today. And, and he, he was reading through, like, Leviticus and all that. And we were, we, I was asking him in our, our life group, like, what has the Lord been showing you in your Bible time? I said, well, man, I've been reading through Leviticus and about all these sacrifices and, man, all the different and sacrifices they had to do. And he said, man, you know what I realized? I was like, what's that? He's like, I'm glad that Jesus died for us and we ain't got to do all that anymore. I was like, amen, you know? That's a good word right there, you know? He just, he, 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 he got more thankful for the cross and that I'm glad we, that's not, we don't have to do all that. But hey, through all that reading, he was getting bogged down, but he got that one thing. Hey, you know what? That, you know, if you've never read through it, I want to encourage you to do that. You know, you can get that Bible reading plan every year. That's a goal of mine is to, to read through the Bible again. And, and, and it's just something about getting the full counsel of God's word. Amen. You willing to go deeper? You ready to go deeper? Amen. Number three. Number three, in order to, to obtain success, you know, these first three are dealing with obtaining. The last two are going to be dealing with maintaining. But it's, we need to stop doing things our own way. We got to stop doing things our own way. Verse 5, he says, Master, Simon replied, we worked hard all last night and didn't catch a thing. You know what? When Peter was finished in his own strength, trying to do things his own way, you know, he, when, when he was fishing in his own way, his own strength, he had no success. When he did what Jesus said and he did it God's way, he was very successful. You, a lot of y'all have heard this. You know the definition of insanity, right? It's doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. That's the definition of insanity. If you haven't had success in something and you've been trying to do it the same way year in, year out, I want to encourage you to change what you're doing. And the main way I want you to change is stop doing it the way you've been doing it and ask the Lord how he wants you to do it. What's his way? We don't want to just keep banging our head on the wall year in and year out. We want to find out what's the law. He said, Lord, we worked hard. And it's not, it, look, it wasn't a lack of effort, right? It says they worked hard. It wasn't from, it's not like he was being lazy. He was doing it, but he was doing it the only way he knew how. This is how I know, this is where we've always caught fish. In the shallow, right here, wherever the part of the Sea of Galilee was in. This is how I know how to do it. But it wasn't working. And Jesus said, let me give you one tip. Go out a little deeper, throw it on this way, and everything changed, Right? So it may not be a lack of effort. You might have very good intentions. Every year you have goals. You want to change. You want to increase. But you know what? Ask the Lord, Lord, in whatever situation it is, 
How, how do you want me to do it? What's your way? How can I do that? How can I do this? And I'm telling you again, it goes back to as you read through the Bible, you get the full counsel of God's words. I'm telling you, whatever you're facing, there's going to be something in the word the Lord is going to show you on how to deal with your situation. How to not only deal with it, but be successful in it. Amen? So listen, if you're not having success, relationships, finances, maybe certain disciplines, maybe there's certain disciplines in your life, you just have a hard time be dis- being disciplined in your life in whatever area, then you know what? See what God has to say about it and do it that way. Amen? Get, get, get the manual for life. Get the word of God and see what he says about it, you know? Um, there's many good books out there and programs to help you, uh, and that's great. There's all kind of books on success and, and you know, whatever, whatever you're striving for, whatever your goals are, and that's great. Just, just make sure that, they're, they're one, they're, they line up with God's word and God's truth, and it's not counteractive of what God's saying to do. I like what somebody said, it, it don't have to be in the Bible to make it true as long as it, the word of God backs it up. Does that make sense? As long as it's, it's biblical truth and you could back it up with a principle from the Bible. But I will say this. Books are great. I encourage you to read. I mean, reading is great, no doubt. And, and I try to, that's another goal I have every year to, to try to read and be disciplined. It's reading books that can help me in my life and, and what I do and, and whatnot. Uh, but I remember one time I heard, I was at a conference and I heard a pastor. It was a Q&A time. It was a breakout session for some leaders. And somebody raised their hand and said, eh, pastor, what, what good books would you recommend on leadership or whatever? And he stopped and he thought, he said, well, first of all, I would say, you need to be reading the Word of God. If you're not having enough time in the Word of God, I wouldn't recommend you reading any books. You need to get full of the Word first, and then you can go. Then I could recommend, and he rattled off a couple books. And I agree with that. Reading books is great. But, you know, sometimes uh, we, we, we supplement book reading for the Word of God. It's just like supplements are good, but you got to have a, a good, balanced diet first before you take supplements, Right? You can't live on supplements alone. So first and foremost, find out God's way. Now, there's a lot of good godly books that are biblical. That one of the authors I think about, John Bevere, that, that brother, when you read his books, it's like reading the Bible almost. He got so many scriptures in there. He got so, I mean, you can't take it away, but a book like that alongside the Bible is great, right? It could be a book on success. It can be, my wife has a book about, about uh, health and about, um, you know, about, about physical health, but it's a, it's a book written by a pastor's wife, and it's about mental, spiritual, and physical health, where she talks about eating and exercise, but it's all biblically based, and she talks about your spiritual health all the way around. Amen? Those are good things to do, but listen, find out what the Word of God says. If you hadn't had success doing it your way, why don't you try God's way? And I promise you, He promises. I didn't promise. Actually, He promises you will be successful. Amen? So like I said, these first three points were really about obtaining success. Now, I just want to give you a couple of points about how uh, we can maintain them. Amen. Realize that your success, when you do become successful, realize that your success is not only for your benefit. Let me say that again. Realize that your success is not only for your benefit. Look at Luke 5, 6 and 7. It says, at this time, their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish on the verge of sinking. See, because of Peter's obedience and success and his partner's, uh, and uh, success, his partner's boat was filled with fish and they got blessed, right? He was the one that was obedient, but there was other brothers that got the benefit of it, right? He got blessed, but listen, he was willing 
to, to bless others. Now, he needed the help, no doubt, but you know he didn't keep all that fish for himself, right? Another boat came over, and they, the whole, he said his partner, so maybe they had some kind of a business going, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and they all got blessed. He was successful because of his obedience and, and everything else. He was willing to go in the deep and everything we've been talking about. But he realized, listen, this is not only for me. You know, I have a pastor friend of mine that says this. He said, you know, I believe there's two different kinds of people in life. There's givers and there's takers. And he said, I want to be a giver. And man, you know, and he is. I tell you what, the day he told me that, you know, this brother, he's, he's always blessing me and my family and other pastors and other people. He's always, you know, just going out of his way. Uh, in the, the church that he pastors, it's in a rural community. And I mean, they're always cooking as part of their ministry. They're always cooking for like the, 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 the school across the street, a public school for the first responders. They're just always helping somebody out. And, and him, he's a big outdoorsman. And he, I mean, he has that, that's the guy I was fishing with the other day and, and hunting with. He's always blessing somebody, taking lost people, putting them on his dear lease so they, he can try to minister to them or taking other pastors with them and stuff. He's always giving. You know what? God has blessed him and he's been successful and he has the attitude, the reason that I'm blessed is so I can bless others. And, and I agree with that. And I just, that day we were riding his truck and he said that. And I know it's, it's not a new, you know, philosophy, but just when he said it, just went through me like a lightning rod. He said, there's givers and takers. There's the only two kind of people you have in, in life. And he said, I want to be a giver. You know, the Lord wants to bless you with success so you can bless others, so we can bless others. Amen. So when you get success, remember, hey, this is not all for me to hoard, me and me and my three, right? It's to look, hey, God, you've blessed me with whatever it is, success in business, in my health, with my children, with finances, with a, a gifting, an anointing, a calling, something on my life so I can bless others. I gifting, the Bible says in Corinthians, is so we can help the body of Christ. Our gifts are given to be used to encourage others, to help others, to minister others when they're in need. Amen? All right, and the fifth and final thing is when you do have success, when you get excess success, Continue to stay humble. Continue to be humble. Once we, we have obtained that success, one of the ways you maintain it is by staying humble. Look at verses 8 and 9. It says, when Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh, Lord, please leave me. I'm too much of a sinner to be around you. For look at this. He was awestruck by the number of fish that they had caught, as were the others with him. You know, God had given him immediate success like that. And, you know, he didn't even run and celebrate. Immediately what he did is he fell to his knees and was humble. He humbled himself before the Lord and was saying, Lord, leave me. Like, he was like, man, how, I'm not even deserving of this blessing, of this success, right? He immediately humbled himself uh, before the Lord. Listen, let's not let success get to our heads. As quick as God has given it to us, he can take it from us. As quick as he gave it, he can take it. We must remain humble before him. You know, I, I heard a story years ago of a young preacher that um, was getting ready to uh, preach. And, and I think he was a guest speaker in a church. And they called him up. And, man, he walked up the steps to the, to the, to the podium and walked up on. And he was just proud as a peacock. And, you know, just like, I'm about to knock this thing out of the park. You know, he'd been working on this message. And, man, he knew it was just going to be a slam dunk. And he got up there and he, he preached his heart out. But I tell you what, this thing just flopped. It just it fell flat. Like, nobody responded. Nobody was moved. He kept fumbling over his words. And it just was... It just bombed. The whole message bombed. 
Man, afterwards, he, he came down the steps real dejected and just real, you know, went back to his seat as the pastor came up and closed that out. And after the service, an old wise man came up to him and he said, son, if you would have went up them stairs the way you went down, you would have succeeded. We must remain humble. We must stay humble. Humble humility is the key to success. The Lord says that I will uh, resist the proud but give grace to the humble. He said if you humble yourselves before the Lord, he will lift you up. He will exalt you. You can add there, he will bless you. He will cause you to be successful. Because you see, uh, again, it goes back to the, the last song that said, humility says, Jesus, I need you. Humility says, Jesus, I can't do this on my own. Jesus, I can't reach these goals I've set on my own. I need you. I need your grace. I need your wisdom. I need your strength. I need perseverance. I need your presence. I need your anointing, Lord. I, I, I need you to help me, help me to be disciplined, to be a good steward. That humility says, there's no way I'm going to succeed on my own, Lord. But if you help me, I trust you in what your word says. I can be successful in everything. So we need to be humble in order both to obtain the success and especially to maintain it. Like Peter, immediately when we have success, let's remain humble before the Lord, before people. Because the hard thing sometimes is when you get, when you get success, you know, a lot of people are going to pat you on the back. A lot of people are going to tell you how good you are and how great you are and you're the best thing since sliced bread and, and all that. And sometimes, man, it's, it's easy to drink that stuff up, Right? It's easy to like, man, you start, you start reading your own press, man. You start feeling yourself, you know, like, man, I'm, I must be a little something here, you know, but we got to remember to be humble, you know, hey, you can say thank you, but remember to give the glory to God, right? Remember to give the glory to God. Stay humble before him. Lord, I, I couldn't do this if it wasn't for you. I, they, they, there's no way that I could have had this success at all if you didn't help me, Lord, because he's the one that's given us the, the, the breath in our lungs, the strength, the ability, the gift, the wisdom, the, the intelligence. You know, it's like the, it's like the, the, the atheists that say, like, um, you know, religion's for weak-minded people. That's for closed-minded. I'm, we're too intelligent for that. Well, who do you think gave you that intelligence? Right? You know? They, 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 they don't see that. But if we understand that and say, everything, that, everything I have, everything I, I got, everything I was able to do to be successful comes from the Lord, that will keep you humble. Amen? You know, I, but I, I'm with Peter. I'm often like Peter, like, Lord, you know, Peter's like, I'm a, Lord, I'm such a sinner. Why would you even bless me? That, it's another way to remember, like, man, we don't deserve this. I don't deserve to be up here. I don't deserve to be up here speaking before you tonight. It's, it's God's grace. And that keeps us humble to remember, man, we're, you know, we're, we're sinners that have been saved by grace, that have been forgiven. And God wants to use you. He wants to empower you. You're his spokesman. You're his child. You're his ambassador. But, I mean, when you remember where we come from and who we are and, and where we would be without him. Because Jesus himself said, abide in me and I'll abide in you. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing at all. I remember that. That's a scripture to, to get on your mirror, to get on your wall. That'll, that'll help you stay humble. Apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. Yes, help us, Lord. So in closing, I want to read the last few verses of the story in Luke chapter 5. Luke 5, verse 10 and 11 says this. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. This was after he had humbled himself and said that, asked the Lord to leave him. Don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left <clears throat> everything and followed Jesus. You see, Peter was, a success, was successful in his profession as a fisherman, then as a fisher of men. 
right? Both was because he did all of the things that we talked about. Again, because I got all of these things from his story. You can see later his success later in the New Testament. We see in Luke, you know, where he was obedient. You can see where uh, later on in John where he has that conversation after the Lord rose from the dead and they were, they were brawling and eating fish on the beach and he tells him to feed his lambs, feed his sheep a few times. We can see the success Peter had later on. He was successful fishing for real fish because he was obedient. But then in Acts chapter 2, the first time Peter ever preached, 3,000 people got saved on the spot. I would call that a successful debut of preaching the gospel, right? And first time he preached the word of God, and you got to think, he's not preaching in the Bible Belt. He's preaching to a bunch of Jews that never heard this concept of Jesus being their Messiah, and 3,000 people got saved. Why? Because he did these things. He was willing, talk about obedience and step out to go and say, hey, this Jesus that you killed, he's actually the Messiah, and you need to repent and turn to him. I mean, he could have got stoned like that. And a lot of people mocked him. A lot of people ridiculed. If you read that account in Acts, it says some scoffed, some didn't believe, but 3,000 got saved. And look, not just made a decision, prayed a prayer. The Bible says got saved and was added to the church that day. They were disciples that got saved and started full on becoming disciples. I would call that success. How about you? We can have success in everything, in our relationships with one another and your spouse, with your children, coworkers, brothers and sisters in the church, people you come across. And, of course, our relationship with the Lord, whether it be the ministry God's call you to, your school, career, finances, whatever. If we simply do these things, continue to be obedient to the Lord, be willing to go out into the deep, go deeper with the Lord, go deeper. Man, jump into prayer and fast and dig into the word this year. By not doing things our own way, realizing uh, that our success is not only for our benefit and continuing to stay humble when we do succeed. Amen? Would you please stand with me? Deuteronomy 38 through 10 says, The Lord your God will delight in you if you obey his voice, keep the commands and decrees written in the book of instruction, and if you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and soul. The first way, first and foremost way that you're going to be successful in life and in relationships and whatnot is by turning to the Lord. And, and, and most importantly, turning away from your own life, maybe the own, your, your sin that you're living in. The Bible says to repent. Peter, when he preached that message in Acts 2, he said to repent and to turn to God. Repentance means to turn away. It actually means the, the actual wording means to rethink. So it's to turn away from, from the, the sin that you've lived in, your own lifestyle, going your own way and turning to God. He said, if you turn to me, you will be successful. So tonight, if you've never done that, if you say, Brandon, I don't know, you know, talking about getting closer with your relationship with the Lord, you might have no idea what it means to fast. You may be here as a guest with someone. You may be just been kind of kicking the tires of Christianity, of church, and, and you have no idea uh, what it what it, a lot of this stuff means, you just know maybe you're not right with God. Maybe you've never turned to the Lord. You've come to church. You have some Christian friends. You maybe checked out the Bible. But you say, you know what? I don't know if I'm right with God. The Bible says that when we die, there's two places we can go, either heaven or hell. And if we're not right with God, if we don't turn away from our own sinful lifestyle and acknowledge him as, as, as Lord. You see, Jesus died on the cross. I mentioned that earlier. Jesus died and took our place. 
He took our place. He died to, to redeem us, to, which means to buy us back. We had a sin debt that none of us can pay. A lot of people just racked up all kind of a debt over Christmas time, and they can spend the rest of this year trying to pay that off. We had a debt that was an eternal debt. There's no way we can pay with anything that we've done in our life. Anything good, no amount of going to church would pay that debt. But Jesus died on the cross. He spilled his blood to pay that debt for us. So we can be forgiven of our sins and made right with God. If you say, Brandon, I don't know if I've ever done that. If you would do me a favor with every head bowed and every eyes closed, I just want to ask you right now, Brandon, I know, I'm not sure I'm right with God. I don't know if my sin debt has been paid, if, 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 if I'm confident that if I, I cross over to the other side tonight or if, if I don't wake up tomorrow morning, where am I going to spend eternity? Are you 100% sure that you're going to spend all of eternity with the Lord, with your, are you ready to meet your maker? If you say, Brandon, I'm not sure, but I want to turn to, to God tonight with all my heart and all my soul, just as the Bible says, I want to get right with God. I need to repent and ask God to forgive me. If that's you, I just want you to slip up your hand, and I want to pray with you. Say, Brandon, I, I need to get right with God tonight. I need to get right with God. I don't, I don't want to live my life uncertain about eternity. Is there anybody here tonight? I want to leave here without giving somebody an opportunity. This is the greatest success you can have Right here is making sure you're right with the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Well, Lord, we thank you. Amen. Well, we thank you, Father God, for what you've done in here tonight. Father, for what you're going to do, oh God, for your grace, your mercy, your love towards us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your favor, Lord. I pray. Come on, how many of y'all want to be successful? I want to pray a blessing over you. How many of you want to be successful in this new year? Successful in your marriage. Successful as a parent. Successful as a disciple. Successful in your finances. Come on, successful as, as ambassador for Christ. I mean, how many of y'all want to, maybe some of y'all never led anybody to the Lord. This year could be your lead, year where you lead somebody to Christ. Or you, you, you minister to somebody. You, you share your testimony with somebody and they give their life to the Lord. Come on, let's ask him right now. To, to help us to be successful. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we acknowledge that, Lord, we can't do this on our own, nor do we want to. Everything that we are desiring, all these goals that we have set before us, we're acknowledging, Lord, that we need your help. Cause us to be successful in everything, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, we love you. We thank you, Lord. I pray your blessing, your grace, your power, and your anointing to be upon each and every person as they go tonight in each and every way and each and everything they've set before before you, Lord, I just pray you give them the supernatural ability to succeed in all of it. Father, I lift them up to you and we entrust them into your hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Well, God bless y'all. If y'all need prayer for anything, we'll be up here to pray with you. If not, have a wonderful evening. Enjoy the rest of your week.